All right. Well, are you ready? Many of you know that I have just returned from Australia with Brother Copeland. And uh, we did a a three-day victory campaign on the Gold Coast, same place where we have our offices and our Heritage Faith Church. And uh, we had a great meeting, awesome meeting. We had at the convention center on Gold Coast, and the place was packed out. Just a powerful meeting, powerful anointing. People came from all over Australia, all over the Pacific. And uh, it was just a wonderful, wonderful time. But before flying there, or before arriving there, actually, uh, we flew to Honolulu and uh, spent the night. And then early the next morning, we took off for Gold Coast. And we're in Brother Copeland's airplane, and and, uh, he and I were having such a great time of fellowship. And when we get together, it's just one big laugh. You know, we keep reminding each other of previous meetings we've done together and things that have taken place and happened to us over the years. And sometimes the pilots look in the back and wonder, what in the world are those guys doing? Sometimes we're on the floor laughing. And uh, it was that way all the way. And uh, finally that, uh, that morning as we were flying toward the Gold Coast, uh, Brother Copeland got up and said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a little nap before we get there. And I was reading, and uh, as I was reading, I finally got a little bit sleepy, and I just put my material down and just laid back in the seat, leaned back in the seat, rather, closed my eyes and took a short nap. When I awoke, I was taken by surprise. Now, normally, it's October before the Lord begins to talk to me about the coming new year. So I did not have 2020 on my mind. I did not ask him anything about it. I just woke up out of a nap and suddenly I heard words from the Holy Spirit. So I grabbed my notebook, started writing it down. I think the Lord's giving us a jump start on 2020. Praise God. Amen. Now, let me remind you, I've been saying this and I've been saying this everywhere I've been. In 2019, of course, the year's not up yet. Now, by the time you see it on television, this this program will probably already be into the new year. But I've been saying and telling people everywhere I've preached this year that 2019, a year for marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of our God. I've also said to them, don't stop believing this just because 2019 comes to an end. The Lord impressed upon me to tell people to add the words and beyond. And beyond. Marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations, not only in 2019, but beyond. It's not over yet, praise God. It's not, it's not over. God's not done doing marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations. But then here's what he added to that regarding 2020. Now, once again, I I was sound asleep, woke up, and I heard these words, and I immediately wrote them down. In 2020, I will open a new door, and I will cause my faithful ones to experience supernatural increase as never before. Supernatural increase as never before. Now, I've experienced supernatural increase 
many times over the last 50 years that I've been preaching the gospel. I've experienced it numerous times. Uh, and the only way that I could explain uh, what happened was it just had to be God. It was beyond anything I could make happen. It's beyond anything I could think of, anything that I could do. It was God. How many of you have ever experienced anything like that? You just knew it was God. I'll give you an example uh, before we get into this any further. Back in, uh, and I've told this story, part of it anyway, in previous services, but back uh, a couple of years ago, I had uh, sold our ministry aircraft into another ministry. And as I released that aircraft into the other ministry, I didn't think that I would be involved in aviation much longer or anymore. Now, the Lord told me back in 1969 when I first came to the Lord, shortly after that, he said, you will not be able to fulfill what I've called you to do without airplanes in your ministry. He said, start believing for them now before you ever need them. And, of course, that was 1969. Uh, nobody knew Jerry Savelle existed. I was certainly not in, uh, in being invited to speak all over the world. In fact, I wasn't even being invited to speak in my own city. I didn't, I, I didn't start out preaching in churches. I started out preaching in the streets of Shreveport, Louisiana. And, uh, uh, and, and later, uh, it was when I moved to Fort Worth and went to work with Brother Copeland. And, of course, Brother Copeland being a pilot before he even went into the ministry, then uh, I would fly with him in his airplane uh, his first airplane that he'd believed God for in his ministry. And then I watched as I worked for him, him believe in two other airplanes. Of course, I'm not saying he had three airplanes all at one time. I'm saying while I was there, he flew three different airplanes. And each one of them, uh, he believed God for them debt free. So I watched him do that. I watched how he did it. Not only that, I'm setting up in the cockpit with him. And you can't sit in the cockpit very long without it getting on you, you know. So I wanted to learn to fly. And I started taking flying lessons and so forth. And, and uh, then when I left Brother Copeland's organization as a full-time employee and began to launch out into my ministry, uh, I was driving everywhere. Carolyn and myself and our two daughters were very young at the time. We drove a, <clears throat> a Ford LTD station wagon all over the uh, the U.S. And eventually it got to the place where I could not get to all the places I was invited to preach by driving. You can't be in Los Angeles one night and Miami the next, you know, not driving anyway. So it came time for us to have an airplane. And uh, God gave us our first one in 1976. Nice little Cessna 310. And uh, we thoroughly enjoyed that little airplane. And over the years, after I would outgrow one, and it wouldn't no longer meet my need, I'd sew it into another ministry, and then we'd believe God for a bigger, faster, better airplane. Over the years, God had done that uh, eight different times. And the last two were jets, Cessna 500 
jets. One was a 500, one was a 500 Eagle, had an Eagle mod, and it, it just, wings were longer, flew a little faster, and so forth. That's the one I gave away a couple of years ago and thought that I would not be involved in aviation anymore. So I'm without an airplane. And uh, I flew to uh, Baltimore to do a service, and I flew commercial. And uh, when I arrived, the pastor of the church, whom I had never met up to that point, uh, picked me up at the airport, took me to my hotel, and then he came back and picked me up and take me to the service that night. After the service, he asked if I would consider going with him and his family to dinner. And so we did. And uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. I got to ask him about they They were all born-again Jewish people. And I, I was asking them how this all came about and getting their testimonies. And it was a wonderful time of fellowship. But I didn't get back to my hotel till nearly 1 o'clock in the morning. And I had to get up and fly early the next morning to Philadelphia. So I'm, I'm putting stuff away and uh, that I didn't need during the night. I'm hanging my suit up in the closet. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, now you've heard this portions of it anyway before. He said, uh, are you done? Are you through? I said, am I done or am I, am I through with what? He said, the ministry. I said, no, I'm not done. I'm not through. He said, then what did I tell you back in 1969? I said, well, you told me a lot of things. What are you referring to? <laughs> he said, about aviation. I said, well, you told me I would not be able to fulfill what I'm called to do without airplanes in my ministry. He said, then I ask you again, are you done? Are you through? I said, no, I'm not through. He said, then what makes you think you can fulfill what I've called you to do without airplanes now? I said, well, apparently I can't. He said, then whose idea was it not to believe for your next one? I said, me. (laughs) He said, get back on your faith. So I immediately asked the Lord to forgive me. And I said, Lord, consider me back on my faith right now. I'm believing for my next airplane right now. Now, I didn't realize it. At the same time this was happening to me, one of my board of directors in Australia had sold a business and had mailed a check to our ministry. It hadn't arrived yet, I don't think, but I didn't know about it. And he sent a check to our ministry here in the U.S. as part of the tithe from the business that he sold. And the check was half a million dollars. And he designated it for aviation. Okay? Now, if I had been trying to figure out how I'm going to get my next airplane, I'd have never thought of that. Are you with me? I would have never thought of God have somebody that partners with me sell their business and send me a half a million dollars. I'd have never thought of that. But God did. Look at your neighbor and say, what do you suppose he's thinking about you right now? See, the best thing for you and I to do is quit trying to play God's part. 
You, you, you may be the smartest person in your family, but you're not that smart. <laughs> Amen. I don't consider myself a dummy, but I'm just not that smart. But God is. So I get home and I tell Carolyn. Now, you have to understand, I'd already told my staff that I don't think I'll be believing for any airplanes anymore. Uh, I, I think I'm done with aviation. I told Carolyn before I even told the staff. So when I got home, first thing I... I wanted to do was tell Carolyn, forget what I said. And I told her, I said, uh, Carolyn, and told her experience I had in Baltimore. And she said, well, I didn't think that'd last very long. I don't, I've never known you not to believe for your next airplane in all these years of ministry. And, uh, and then I had to go before my staff and apologize and tell them I was, I was incorrect and told them what the Lord said. And now, I got a half a million dollars in the bank that's designated aviation. However, Keith Moore called me and said, Brother Jerry, I am believing for my next airplane. And he said, uh, I want to sow the airplane that I'm flying now into your ministry. Would you receive it? <laughs> well, what do you say to that? Uh, no, Keith, I'm not interested. I said, yes, sir, I would receive it. Amen. And then he, he delivered it. And uh, he said, now, it's a good airplane. I had flown in that airplane before with Keith. He said, it's a great airplane. He said, you probably can fly it now for another couple of years before you have to do anything to it. But he said, if I'd have kept it, I'd have probably did this, 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 and this. And he said, but... Uh, uh, I, I believe this is, this is going to be a blessing to your ministry. Well, I thought, well, I got an airplane, debt-free, don't own anything on it, and I got a half a million dollars in the bank. Why don't I just go ahead and do these things now that we could have waited for two years to do? So I put it in the shop and, and, and redid all the avionics in it, put a new paint job on it. Did all the inspections that were required. And when I got it back, it cost me exactly half a million dollars. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, then that was the first time ever in the history of my ministry that I had the money in the bank for everything I needed to do with upgrades before I got the airplane. Usually I got the airplane and I had to believe God for the money for the upgrades. But God did it in reverse this time. He sent the money for the upgrades first. Then I got the airplane. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is that not amazing? Yes. Now, Brother Copeland and I, I said all that. Brother Copeland and I were talking about these things. About over the years how God is, has done marvelous things in our ministry. And to us personally, and how that uh, we believe we haven't seen all that he wants to do, the best is yet to come. Yes. Amen. And then, as I said, after I awakened from this nap, the Lord said, in 2020, I'm going to open a new door. Everybody say a new door. A new door. I will open a new door. 
A new door would mean a door that you've not been through before. Hallelujah. A new door. A door that you have never entered before. You haven't been through before. Keep that in mind. Meditate on that. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And expect it. Get up every day expecting to go through a new door. And this new door will bring supernatural increase beyond anything you've ever experienced before. And once again, don't limit God. Don't limit Him by your own thinking. Don't limit Him by your own ability. Don't limit Him by the way He's done it in the past. No, this is a new door. Everybody say, a new door. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm about to go through a new door. Hallelujah. Now, I want us to lay a foundation for this because over the next few weeks, or next couple of months anyway, between now and the end of the year, every time I have the opportunity to speak to you, I'm going to keep building on it. Okay? So let's lay a, a foundation for it. And once again, don't stop believing for marvels wonders and extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of God because this is how he's going to bring about this supernatural increase that you've never experienced before. Hallelujah. I think we ought to lift our hands right now and say, Lord, bring it on. I'm ready. Say it again. Lord, bring it on. I'm ready. Why don't you go ahead and praise him in advance for it? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let me remind you that Matthew seventeen twenty says, If you have faith, nothing shall be impossible unto you. If you have faith, nothing impossible, nothing shall be impossible unto you. So once again, don't allow your mind and your thoughts to rob you of what God wants to do. You say, well, I just don't know how in the world God could do this. Well, God didn't ask you if you understood. All he's asking you is believe it. Accept it. By faith. Amen. Say, I accept. By faith. God bringing into my life. Supernatural increase. Beyond anything I've ever experienced before. So I receive it by faith. Amen. So don't ask your mind what you think about this. And don't ask unbelieving believers what they think about it. And of course, you're not interested in what the sinner thinks anyway. Amen. Don't let church people talk you out of it. Now, let's recall... The definitions for marvels, wonders, and extraordinary manifestations of God's greatness. If you remember, marvels are things that come or cause one to be amazed or filled with overwhelming surprise. Marvels, things that cause one to be amazed are filled with overwhelming surprise. Wonders are unusual and often even strange things that arrest the attention through their grandeur and their magnificence. Once again, wonders 
are unusual and often even strange things that arrest the attention through their grandeur and magnificence. And then extraordinary manifestations, things beyond the common order or method. Rare, uncommon. Things beyond the common order or method. Rare or uncommon. Now, I want, once again, to lay this foundation. So I want to go over some scriptures with you regarding increase. Increase. God's plan from the very beginning was that man experience increase. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, first of all. That's about as close to the beginning as you can get. Genesis chapter 1. I want us to look at verse 27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it and have dominion and so forth. But notice the first phrase there in verse 28. And God blessed them. Say with me, and God blessed them. And you remember the word bless means to empower, to prosper. To empower, to succeed. And to empower, to increase. So from the very beginning, when God made man, he pronounced the blessing on him. And through that blessing... He entitled him to experience increase in every area of his life. So we can see that God had increase on his mind from the very beginning. Can you see that? Now let's go to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. And here you know the story of God introducing himself to a man by the name of Abram, whom he later changed his name to Abraham. And look at verse 2. I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Once again, notice, he blessed him. Now, before he got to Abraham, Noah, he also blessed. The Bible says that God blessed Noah and his family, empowered them to prosper, empowered them to increase. Now we come to Abraham, and it says, and I will bless you. And you will be a blessing. This was the solemn pledge that God made to Abraham. Not only to Abraham, but to Abraham and his seed. Go with me to Genesis chapter 13. And let's see if increase came. Look at verse 2. And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. Notice because the blessing of God was upon his life, increase is already taking place. He increased in cattle and silver and in gold. And then look at Genesis chapter 17. Once again, we're laying a foundation. Genesis chapter 17. And verse 6. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. Fruitful here not only refers to offspring, fruitful in offspring or seed, 
but also in becoming plenteous and abounding in everything. Hallelujah. I will make thee exceeding fruitful. So once again, we see the theme from Genesis chapter 1 that God intended for man to experience increase. And then notice in verse 7. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generation. And this is where you and I come in. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, the Bible's talking about me now. Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29, the apostle Paul says, And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So notice Paul makes it very clear that you and I are Abraham's seed in our generation. Can you say amen? Look at your neighbor and say, how does it feel sitting next to Abraham's seed? Amen. I'm the seed of Abraham. You're the seed of Abraham. And that solemn pledge that God made to Abraham is good to you and to me. Hallelujah. Just as much as it was to Isaac, just as much as it was to Jacob and right on down the line, bringing it up to our modern day. We are the seed of Abraham and we have every right to experience supernatural increase as Abraham did. Give the Lord a shout if you believe it. Amen. Now go to Genesis chapter 26. Genesis chapter 26. I'm not going to take the time to read all this. I'd encourage you to read it again from verses 1 through 14. It talks about there was a famine in the land. But God told Isaac, which was Abraham's seed. Don't go to Egypt. You go and sojourn in the land that I will tell thee of. I will be with thee and I will bless thee. And what is God saying to Isaac? I'm going to bring supernatural increase into your life just like I did your father. Why? Because you're Abraham's seed. And I gave a solemn oath to Abraham, your father, that I would not only bless him and bring increase to him, but and to his seed in their generation. Praise God. Amen. Now, notice that, uh, if you will, in verse... Uh, 13. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great, for he had possession of flocks, possession of herds, and great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. Notice this all took place in a famine. It all took place in what you and I might refer to as bad economy. Amen. And he reaped a hundredfold on the seed that he sowed. And he did so in the same year. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. That shows that our God is the God of wonders. Amen. The message translation says, The man got richer and richer by the day until he became very wealthy. So once again, you can see supernatural increase taking place in this man's life. Go with me to Genesis chapter 30. Genesis chapter 30. And here we find another member of Abraham's seed. And his name was Jacob. And verse 43 says, And the man increased exceedingly and had much cattle 
and maid servants and men servants and camels and asses. Notice once again, that same blessing was on this man that was on Abraham. Same blessing that was on Isaac and now it's on Jacob. And he's experiencing supernatural increase. He increased exceedingly. Go with me to Exodus chapter 1. Exodus chapter 1. And verse 7 says, And the children of Israel were fruitful and increased exceedingly. They were fruitful and they increased exceedingly, not only in offspring, but in every area of their lives. Praise God. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Go there with me. Deuteronomy chapter 6. You are writing these scriptures down, aren't you? And look at verse 3. Hear, therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it. That it may be well with thee, that it that ye may increase mightily, as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee. That you might increase mightily, as God has promised you. And then look at Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 13. And he will love thee, and bless thee, and multiply thee. Once again, God still got increase on his mind. Go with me to the book of Job, chapter 8. Job, chapter 8. Now, this should be very encouraging to you. I'll never forget the day I found this, when Carol and I had absolutely nothing. We were, we were living. <laughs> we were living. <laughs> we were alive. <laughs> Barely. We were breathing. But we had nothing. And uh, I found this scripture, and I held on to it, and I've enjoyed it all these years. Look at verse 7. Job 8 and verse 7. Though thy beginning was small, yet thy latter end should greatly increase. Though your beginning was small, your latter end shall greatly increase. That is my testimony. That is the story of my life. Hallelujah. If you had known us B.C. before Christ, <laughs> if you'd have known Jerry Savelle before I learned this from the Word of God, then you would agree immediately that my beginning was small. Very small. Very small. But, praise God, my latter end has greatly increased. And the beautiful thing is, God is not done yet. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, God's not done yet. Hallelujah. Now, folks, I'm not any smarter than anybody else in here. Other than the fact that maybe uh, I took this seriously. And some of you are still wondering. And my attitude was, if God didn't mean this, he should have never put it in my copy of the book. Because once I find it, I'm going for it. Amen. And so, the only way I might be smarter than anybody else in here is, I went for it, 
And when it looked like it would never come to pass, I wouldn't give up. And it came to pass. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, the message translation says, you'll end up better than ever. You'll end up better than ever. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not done yet. God's not through with me. I'm going to end up better than ever. Amen. Can you give the Lord a good shout for it? Praise God. Amen. Now, Psalm 105, verse 24. And he increased his people greatly. And then verse 44 says, and gave them the lands of the heathen. Hallelujah. So it sounds like to me now, not only will God increase us by blessing us, but now it sounds like the wealth of the sinners even laid up for us. Amen. And the book of Proverbs says that. The wealth of the sinner has been laid up for the righteous. And eventually, it will come into their hands. Hallelujah. So notice here, God is giving his people the land of the heathen. Hallelujah. I've had that happen. Praise God. Glory to God. Now, Proverbs one fifteen and verse 12. The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more. More and more. Everybody shout more and more. So that means we're not done yet. God's not done yet. I've already experienced increase, but now I'm ready for the more and more. (laughs) Amen. God will increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you to hold fast to that verse. Amen. Get, put your marker in there and just leave it right there. So every morning when you get up, you can open your Bible to that very place and read it out loud. And say, that's me God's talking about. That's me and that's my children God's talking about. Hallelujah. I, 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 I double dog dare you to do it. Amen. Don't just do it once, but just, just put your marker right there and just keep it there. So that you don't even have to... Find the page. It just opens right up to those verses and read them out loud and decree. That's me God's talking about. I'm the one who's supposed to experience increase more and more. And I will, in the name of Jesus, I mix my faith with that word and it's going to profit me. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. Glory to God. Now go to Proverbs chapter 11 with me. Proverbs chapter 11. I may lose some folks right here. Verse 24. There is that scattereth and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than his meat, but it tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat or prosperous. And he that watereth shall be watered also himself. 
Hallelujah. Never forget how important sowing is to experiencing continual increase. I'm going to say that again, and I'm not seeing many people write it down. Never forget how important sowing is to experiencing continual increase. Carol and I sowed ourselves out of debt. Sowed ourselves out of lack. Sowed ourselves out of need. And we sowed when in the natural, we couldn't afford to sow. I I remember one time when that first airplane the Lord blessed me with. And uh, we enjoyed flying it. It was a great airplane. And, of course, it was my first. And uh, I, I just, just every time I got in, I couldn't stop praising God. And then the Lord spoke to me about two ministries that were suffering financially. And in the natural, didn't look like they were going to recover. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to sell the airplane, divide the money, and put it in those two ministries. So... I went to my uh, bookkeeper that was working for me at the time, finance manager. I said, uh, I'm going to put the uh, airplane up for sale and I'm going to divide the money equally and put it into these two ministries. He said, you can't do that. I said, pardon me? He said, you can't do that. I said, would you come with me for a moment? We walked outside and I said... Whose name is on the building here? Jerry Savell Evangelistic Association. I'm Jerry Savell. I can do whatever I want to do. And you're going to do what I ask you to do. He got upset with me. He said, you can't sell that airplane. We need the money. I said, that's the reason I'm going to give the money away because we need the money. He didn't have my revelation. I said, that's why I'm giving the money away from the sale of the airplane is because we need more money. He said, then sell the airplane. We'd have more money. I said, the airplane, I learned this, Brother Cole, is worth more as a seed. Amen. And so I said, in fact, not only am I going to sell the airplane... And sow the money. I'm going to sow you. I don't want you running the finances in my ministry. I can't have somebody running finances. Who's not with me. We need to be on the same page. We need to both be in faith. Amen. So I sowed him. (laughs) And I gave the. I, sell, I sold the airplane. In fact, there was a, a broker out at Meacham Field that was interested in that airplane before I even had the word from the Lord about selling it. And he said to me, if you ever decide to sell the airplane, I'd like to buy it. Well, I went to him and he gave me top dollar for it. Then I split the money equally and put it in those two ministries. And then eventually the Lord blessed me with my second airplane. Not only that, but finances to cover us and whatever we needed at the time. Amen. So you cannot expect increase without sowing. Now, you say, but all these scriptures where increase was concerned. Let's go back to the beginning. 
Genesis chapter 1, right after God said, I will bless thee. Next thing he said, and I will give you every herb bearing seed. And it shall be to you as meat or provision. Notice, when he gave him the ability to supernaturally increase, the next thing he said, now here's how you'll do it. So, you can't take sowing out of the equation. A lot of Christians want to, but you can't take it out. You, you can't expect supernatural increase without being a sower. I'm preaching a lot better than you're responding. I've got 50 years of experience. Amen. Like, like Joe tells the story about, uh, what was it, your plumbing, air conditioning went out? Plumbing. And he called to get somebody to, to come and repair it. And he asked the guy that he called, said, how long have you been doing this business? He said, well, I, I just recently got my license. And he said, okay, thank you. So he called somebody else and they said, uh, uh, I've got 30 years experience. Was that what it was? 30 years experience. He said, you're my man. I don't want somebody who just got their license. Come on. <laughs> Amen. I've had, I've had people that wanted to fly me. I said, how many hours you got in this plane? Oh, I just got my license. No, thank you. <laughs> Let's wait until you get a little more experience, praise God. Yeah. In fact, one guy, he begged me, oh, every time I'd go to his state. Now, I won't mention what state it is because he may get this message. Every time I went to his state to preach, he just begged me to let him fly me to my next place. I said, I'm not flying with you. He said, why not? I said, you're dangerous. I've already heard you ran out of fuel three times on final approach. I am not getting an airplane with you. Not only that, you and your entire family get in that airplane with all your luggage and it's overgross. You're already too heavy when you take off. I am not getting in the plane with you. Now, Brother Copeland said, uh, one day he called me. He said, where are you going next? I said, Houston. He said, let me fly you. I said, yes, sir. Help yourself. Hallelujah. <laughs> I didn't even question. I know how much experience he's got. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, with 50 years of experience, you can experience yes. supernatural yes. increase yes. if you are consistent in your sowing. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Tell him, am I not telling the truth? Amen. Glory to God. If you can't take it from me, take it from my wife. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. We live this way. We live to give. We live to sow. Don't ever tell me I can't afford to sow. That's when I sow the most. When I can't afford it. Why? Because I know that God is not a man that he should lie. And he told Adam, this is seed for provision. Amen. God gives you seed. The Bible says, let a man work with his own hands, labor with his own hands, that he might have to give to those in need. Your job is not just for your income. It's so you'll have seed to sow into others' lives. Get, get out of your vocabulary. Uh, I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a mechanic for a living. 
I'm a plumber for a living. No. You're a plumber for a giving. (laughs) You're a mechanic for a giving. Amen. You're an accountant for a giving. Amen. That's, that's one of the ways that God can, can bless your hands through your job. But it's not just so you can be limited with what you make on that paycheck. It's so that you'll have seed to sow and become unlimited. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I told you some wouldn't like it, but nevertheless, it's still the truth. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verses eight through 10 says that God will multiply your seed sown. I love the way the message translation says, God can pour on blessings in astonishing ways. God can pour on the blessings in astonishing ways. Can you say amen? Amen. So let's keep in mind that God is declaring that he's opening a new door. And that as we go through that new door, supernatural increase, supernatural increase is waiting on the other side. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I want to go back to Genesis chapter 30, verse 43, talking about Jacob. It said, the man increased exceedingly. And the word exceedingly here means above and over a specified requirement. God wants to bless you beyond what is required. Hallelujah. I'm preaching myself happy. I don't know what I'm doing for you. Exceeding above and over a specified requirement. It also means surpassing what is needed. Surpassing what is needed. That sounds like Ephesians 3.20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. The Amplified Version says, Now unto him that is able to do super abundantly far over and above all we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, highest desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. In other words, if you can dream it, God can do it bigger than that. If you can think it, God can do it bigger than that. If you can hope it, God can do it bigger than that. That's the God we serve. Hallelujah. The message translation says, God can do anything you know far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are there any dreamers in here today? God can do it above and beyond your highest imaginations, dreams, hopes, requests. How big can you imagine? How big can you dream? Well, God is able to do it bigger than that. Can you say amen? Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, don't limit God. And how do we limit God? We've talked about it in the past. Through negative thinking and negative talking. Or small thinking and negative talking. Don't look at your circumstances in light of your own ability. 
look at them through the knowledge that God is able to do far more than what you can think. If you focus only on what you can do, then you're going to probably faint in your mind. Give up in despair. But Jesus said, Matthew 19, 26, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. The message translation says, no chance at all if you think you can pull this off by yourself. But every chance in the world if you trust in God. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm trusting God. Say, I'm trusting God to bring supernatural increase into my life. And I'm decreeing nothing is impossible. And give him another good shout. Praise God. Amen. You know, the Apostle Paul talks about the importance of being selective about what you allow in your mind. Think on good things. Think on things that are of good report. In other words, think on the word. Cast down every imagination that attempts to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. James 4, 7 says, uh, resist the devil and he will flee from you. And one of the ways that you resist him is by casting down the thoughts that he puts in your mind. And particularly about this can never happen to you. Who do you think you are? You're not Kenneth Copeland. You're not Jerry Savelle. You're not Justin Bridges. You're not this one. You're not that one. Who do you think you are? Well, tell him, well, just how much time you got. I'll tell you who I think I am. I'm what the Bible says I am. I can do what the Bible says I can do. I can have what the Bible says I can have. Amen. Luke chapter 4 verse 8. Jesus did not resist the devil by standing up and saying, I'm the son of God. Get thee behind me. He said, get thee behind me for it is written. How did he resist the devil? By confessing and decreeing the word of God. And that's exactly how you and I do it. He's our example. He was quoting what the word of God says. And in this particular case, he was quoting out of the book of Deuteronomy. The Bible says in Romans chapter 4, regarding Abraham, he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Can you say amen? I'm fully persuaded. Used to be an old country western song called Almost Persuaded. No, this is fully persuaded. I'm fully persuaded that God is able to bring supernatural increase into my life, into my ministry, beyond anything we've ever experienced before. And folks, we have indeed, this ministry has indeed, this year, experienced marvels wonders and extraordinary manifestations. Hallelujah. Of the, of the greatness of our God. And I'm not giving up on that. The year's not up. I'm just adding to it and supernatural increase beyond anything I've ever experienced before. Hallelujah. Anybody want to shout with me for a moment? Glory to God. Do you, do you have any idea? I mean, our ministry takes in 
millions annually, millions annually from partners and friends from all over the world. And when I get my financial statements every month, over the last several months, accounts payable, zero. That's unheard of in a ministry like this. I can remember way back, accounts payable. I didn't want to look at it. I can hardly wait for them to put that financial statement in my hand now. In fact, I'm asking for it early. (laughs) Zero. That is amazing. That's unheard of. Glory to God. And when I look into what I call my surplus or my historic house account. Hallelujah. And we're not hurting. And when I look at my giving, oh my goodness, it's far exceeding what previous years have been. And we're on track right now to to do even greater than what we had anticipated, praise God. That's marvelous. That's wonderful. That's extraordinary. Hallelujah. Yeah, but why is it happening to you? Because I'm a believer. (laughs) If you have faith, nothing shall be impossible unto you. Can you say amen? And God's no respecter of persons. But I can't do you believing for you. I can share the word with you. Hopefully uh, encourage you, inspire you. But I can't do you believing for you. You're going to have to do that on your own. The God you serve wants to bring supernatural increase into your life. He's able to do it. And all he's asking is, give me your faith. Give me your faith. Dare to believe that I can do this and that I can do it in ways that you could never dream up. Can you say amen? Amen. So say this with me in closing today. In the name of Jesus, I am a believer. Let your neighbor say, by the way, I am a believer. And I believe that my God is not through yet. I'm headed for marvels, wonders, extraordinary manifestations of the greatness of my God. Not only that. But supernatural increase beyond anything I've ever experienced before. I am walking through a brand new door. Give the Lord your best shout. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand up and continue to shout unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Come on, don't stop praising Him right now. Keep praising Him. Keep praising Him. Lift Him higher. Lift Him higher. Lift Him higher. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory.
to God. The book of Job says, Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. In the name of Jesus, as the priest and the prophet of this service right now, I decree over every member of this congregation, over every visitor here today, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, supernatural increase, supernatural increase, supernatural increase. Somebody shout, I receive it.